Think of boundaries like guardrails, like the guardrails of your well-being. They're guiding you on the road of life. And recognizing and communicating your needs is the first step in establishing these guardrails. And when you understand what you require physically, emotionally, and for your mental health, it makes it easier for you to prioritize creating boundaries as a part of your self-care. Welcome to A New Life Story, a self-development podcast hosted by me, LaShonda, a certified adult share life coach and parent educator. I'm here to help you get unstuck by uncovering the false stories, emotional blocks, and generational patterns that are keeping you stuck so you can live an emotionally conscious and authentic life. I'll tackle the full gamut of self-development topics like self-worth, setting boundaries, healing your inner child, the power of connecting to your emotions, and so much more. So if you're ready for change, join me to learn how you too can write a new life story. Welcome back to another episode of A New Life Story podcast, where every week we are learning new ways to consciously uncover our authentic self. I hope you've had a chance to dive into the past few weeks' episodes because they have been awesome. About two weeks ago, we dropped an episode called Building Self-Worth, and then last week, we had the episode with special guest Amber Jones on building your identity. If you haven't had a chance to listen, obviously, they're still available, so you can go back and check them out. And I highly encourage you to go and check those out because there are a variety of different tools and resources to help you get a better understanding of what your current beliefs are, whether those beliefs are conscious or unconscious, about your self-worth and about your identity. If you need help, I got you. If you check out my website, anewlifestorycoaching.com, there is a free self-worth guide on the website. It's kind of like an ebook. Basically, what you do is you download it, encourage you to print it off, and then use that as a guide. You'll see there's different things on there with ways in which to help you uncover what your beliefs are, help you get clear on your self-worth. It'll also tap into identity a little bit. So if you haven't had a chance, definitely go over to the website, download that free guide, and use that to help you uncover and really begin to explore your understanding around your self-worth as well as your identity. I was very intentional with having the self-worth and building identity episodes first because I think when you are writing your life story, the foundation of your story is knowing who you are. And not just knowing who you are, but being clear on your worth. When you're looking back at your story and you're seeing that, you know, I didn't always know my self-worth. I wasn't always clear on what my identity is. When we are looking to write a new story, we want to get clear on those things so that we can set that foundation. And doing the work around those key things is crucial to the process of uncovering your authentic self. So for those of you who have downloaded the guide and started exploring your thoughts and feelings around self-worth, I have been so just overjoyed hearing your feedback on the things that you're discovering using this guide. Some of the wonderful feedback that I've heard is someone was sharing that they discovered how much they didn't even know that they didn't have self-worth, that they had lacked self-worth. Another person shared how they were journaling and discovered areas in which that they have been self-sabotaging themselves because they didn't think that they were worthy of pursuing something that they were looking to pursue. And so they were doing different things to 
constantly self-sabotage and they're like, why am I not moving forward? And then when they use the guide, they're like, oh, that's what that's what the unconscious belief was that I had. And they were able to unpack that. So again, if you haven't had a chance to check out the guide, it's available on the website. It's free. You can download it, print it out, add it to your journaling exercises, your daily meditation, or whenever you do self-reflection throughout the day. And that'll also help you give you some prompts to get you started. It's interesting because I use the guide myself. I use it all the time, depending on what's going on in my life and different things that I'm looking at. And I was reflecting this weekend because this past weekend, my son decided to pull out the game Jenga and challenge me to a game of Jenga. Now, if you haven't had a chance, take a listen to the episode with Amber, where she talks about building identity and she references using building blocks as ways to help people get ideas on who they are and what they want. And so as I was playing this game with my son, every time I took a block out to stack it on top, I would just take a moment to reflect as I looked at the block and I would ask myself questions because, you know, I'm always telling y'all stay curious. So I stay curious just as much as I tell people to stay curious. So I would ask myself and I pulled out one block. I was like, what do you want? Then I pull another block. What do you like? I pull another block. What do I need? Then I pull another block. Who am I really? I think my favorite one was about, we were almost done with the game. And this question came to me, which is, I think is also a question that we'll dive into a little bit more as you're looking at boundaries. What did I once believe? But now I question whether or not I believe that anymore. What did I once think was true or the right way to be or the right way to behave or the right way to think? And now maybe I don't necessarily believe that anymore, but we'll talk a little bit more about that as we dive a little bit deeper into today's episode. Because today we're diving into another topic that is crucial for our mental and emotional health. And that is setting boundaries. Setting boundaries is a term that has gained a lot of popularity in social spaces and conversations today. And personally, I love that it is being discussed so widely because one thing I've learned the hard way is that lacking boundaries really takes a toll on your overall well-being. I've shared this before. Most of my life, I struggled with overcommitting myself saying yes to things when I wanted to say no, being silent on things that I really should have spoken up on, but I didn't want to rock the boat. I spent time tolerating relationships and connections to people that just weren't in alignment with who I was, all because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. One of my biggest aha moments was when I realized I was allowing people to do things that bothered me. And I would silently hope they would stop doing what they were doing and change their behavior. I know, right? That makes no sense whatsoever. But so many of us do it because we don't know any better. You know, we're we're not taught how to set boundaries. Me, I've shared this before, my background, and I came from a world where you just follow the rules. Whatever environment you were in, whatever system or structure you were in, whatever the rules were, whatever they told you to do, you just followed blindly. You didn't ask questions. You didn't say, that's not okay with me. You didn't, you didn't say no. You didn't say, I don't want to do that. So I grew up not knowing how to set boundaries. I just grew up knowing to go with the flow and be compliant. So let's talk about it. What does it mean to set a boundary? 
So setting a boundary essentially means you are defining and communicating the limits or the guidelines for how you want to be treated, what you're willing to accept, and what your expectations are in various aspects of your life. Boundaries serve as a way to establish and maintain your sense of identity, your well-being, and your personal space. And in order to confidently set a boundary, I like to share three things you need to know about you in order to set a boundary. So the first thing you need to know about you is what are your needs? Boundaries start with self-awareness, which is why I've harped on the importance of the self-worth guide and building self-identity work. Because self-awareness involves understanding your needs. What are you comfortable with? What are your non-negotiables in relationships and in spaces and connections with people? These types of reflective questions are crucial to help you define meaningful boundaries. So when we talk about your needs, how do you identify your need? There's a myriad of ways that you can identify your need. In the guide, I outline several tools and practices that can help you get clear on what your needs are. So there's a couple things off the top of my head, things such as journaling, self-reflection, which often happens when you're doing things like mindfulness practices, whatever that looks like. Slowing down and sitting with yourself and reflecting and asking questions. Remember, I always say, getting curious. Am I okay with this? Does this work for me? Do, what do I really need in this situation? Another way to help you identify what your needs are, I've shared it in another episode and I also shared in this one as well, is one of my favorite go-tos is the needs wheel. Sometimes we don't know what we need, right? We can, well, I don't know what we need because especially if you are from a background or a space where you're so used to accommodating others and making your needs or your wants based off of what everybody else around you wants, you may not even know what you need. So one of the great tools that I use and I refer my clients to is the needs wheel tool. On the needs wheel, there's a variety of words that describe a need. And so I I use them and I have other people use them. So when you don't have language for what you need or you're not clear on what you need, go to the wheel and just look and see, okay, what word resonates with what I need right now? Do I need hope? Do I need empathy? Do I need connection? Do I need support? Do I need help? What is it that you need? And when you understand what your need is, the need helps you set a clear boundary with the people in your life. The second thing you need to know is your values. Your values are the principles and beliefs that are most important to you. They guide your decisions, behaviors, and priorities. When you have a clear understanding of your values, you can use them as a foundation for setting boundaries that align with what matters most to you. I want to share a personal story to give context to values. One of the things to know about values is that values can change over time. Changing is also a part of getting to know who you are. You may have been one way at one stage and phase of your life, but life and time and experience happen and we all evolve and change into other people. So your values can change. 
One of the ways that I learned about my values and understanding my values to help me set boundaries, because again, I didn't know how to set them, was I was in a relationship with a group of people that when we first connected with each other and I first connected with this group, we seemingly shared similar values around certain beliefs, certain ideologies, ways in which we moved in life. And as I began to do my own personal work and I began to change and evolve and really challenge my ways in which I was thinking, I found myself still continuing to be in this same space. But every time I went back into the space, I felt more and more uncomfortable. Wasn't that they were doing anything wrong or said anything wrong. It just something wasn't fitting for me in that space any longer. Well, at the time, I didn't understand values. I didn't know anything about that. All I knew at that time was that my body was having a reaction to being in this space that I once seemingly was okay with being in. Well, again, if we go back to some of our previous episodes when we talk about feelings and emotions, your body, your emotions, your feelings are forms of communication. So my body was communicating to me as I was changing, this space no longer fits for you. But again, I did not understand that it was connected to my values. It just so happened that not much longer after I started feeling this, I ended up taking a class where we were talking about values and we had to do this exercise where we were given a set of words. We had to, I think it was like a hundred words on this list. Then we had to select our top 20 words. And then from there, narrow it down to our top 10 words. And then from there, narrow it down to the five words that we felt most connected with in that space and time in our life where our values were concerned. And as I looked at the words around values and what were my top words in what I valued, that is when I realized where the disconnect in my connection with the group was no longer in alignment because the things that I now valued at this stage and phase of my life were not in alignment with what this group valued. That didn't make me right and them wrong or them right and me wrong. It just meant we had different values. So now that I understood my values, I was now able to decide on how I was going to set a boundary in my relationship with this particular group. And so with that boundary, it wasn't anything that I told them they had to change or required them to change. I had to make a shift in my life to, again, keep me safe for my personal space because I now had to move into other spaces that aligned with my values. So that's why I say it's important to know what your values are in order to set boundaries that are going to be healthy for you. So again, Values are the principles and beliefs that are most important to you. And when you know your values and you're clear on your values, those values will help guide you in the decisions that you make, the behaviors that you act out, as well as what you set as a priority. So that's why we say number two is understanding your values is important when you are going to be setting boundaries. The third thing you need to know is your beliefs. Your beliefs shape your worldview. When setting boundaries, we often draw from our beliefs to define what is acceptable or unacceptable behavior. 
And your beliefs can relate to your personal space, your privacy. It can relate to gender roles, work-life balance. There's a lot of different things that your beliefs can center on. One of the things that I encourage when building your self-worth and your identity is related to your spiritual or your philosophical beliefs. So for example, if you value your spiritual or mindfulness practice, you might set boundaries around protecting time to practice those spiritual practices. So for contemplation, for self-reflection, for prayer, whatever your beliefs are around that, when you have a strong, clear belief about something, you are more likely to protect that belief. So the other thing about our beliefs is that when we look at our beliefs about ourselves, the beliefs about ourselves directly impact our self-worth. And consequently, if we don't have self-worth, it makes it difficult to set boundaries because we don't think we're worthy of setting the boundary. So if you know that you have, we talked about a need, a need for respect. You value, it's the second one, you value being respected and respecting others. When you understand those things, what your needs are, what your values are, and what you believe, you believe in being respected and and respecting others, then it will be easier for you to set boundaries that reflect those needs, those values, and those beliefs. So when you're looking at your third need, remember your third need is what do you believe? Getting clear on what you believe will also help you to set clear boundaries. Now, once you have all three, you know what your needs are, your values are, and what you believe. When you're beginning the process of setting boundaries, one of the big things that you need is communicating your boundaries. It's one thing for you to know what is acceptable to you and what isn't, but the rest of the world and the rest of the people around you don't know. So you have to be willing to communicate that clearly. This involves expressing yourself. So you have to be clear on what your thoughts are, what your feelings are, expressing your expectations clearly. And sometimes with some people, you might have to be a little bit assertive because they might be used to the version of you that just allows them to do whatever or the version of you that just jumps when everybody says jump. So you might have to be a little bit assertive when you begin the practice of setting your boundaries, especially in relationships or in spaces where typically they were not used to you setting boundary. And the other thing about a boundary is it's also about really letting other people know what is and isn't acceptable behavior for you. I was definitely guilty of that for many years of my life where I would be frustrated with people and situations and circumstances that were going on, but I never clearly articulated to the people in that situation what was acceptable to me and what was unacceptable to me. We oftentimes make assumptions that because this person has known me for a long time or this person has seen me in action, they know what my boundaries are. But no, it is your responsibility to be clear and communicating to people what is acceptable to you and what is not acceptable to you. And with that communication and with setting boundaries, you want to make sure that you are consistent. Consistency is key in maintaining boundaries. If you set a boundary, but then you consistently allow it to be crossed without consequence, it loses its effectiveness. So being consistent reinforces the importance of the boundary and helps others understand 
that you take it seriously so they too can take your boundaries seriously. So for example, we can use work-life balance. If you have set a boundary that your work hours are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., right? And you're clear on that. Hey, just want to let everybody know my work hours are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. I won't be available after 5 p.m., but feel free to leave me a message and I'll get back to it tomorrow. But then people start to email you or they call your phone and they leave you voice messages and you start replying back to them at nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. You've just told them, number one, you don't respect your boundaries. And number two, you really don't have a boundary because they can just push on it a little bit and you're going to respond. So you want to be consistent with whatever boundary you set. The one thing I also want to emphasize about boundaries is that it's not about the other person changing. It is about you changing. It is about you saying, this is where my boundary is, and this is what I will and will not accept. So again, if we take the example of work-life balance that we just talked about using the example of, I'm off at five o'clock, I won't be responding to emails. Well, the boundary that you hold for them and that you hold for yourself is that you don't respond to anything until you get back to work the next morning at nine o'clock. They can still send the email. They can still send the text message. They can still leave a voicemail. You're not stopping them from doing anything. You're not telling them what they can't do. That's not what a boundary is. The boundary is saying, I won't be responding. I won't be doing anything after this time. So when you set a boundary, you're just clear on what your expectations are, what is acceptable to you, what isn't acceptable to you. And if that person chooses to go against your boundary, then you teach people by following through with what your boundary is, whatever the boundary is, not replying to the email. If you know somebody is talking to you in a certain way and you've communicated to them, you cannot talk to me that way. You can't tell the person, stop talking to me. Or what you do is, if they continue to speak to you in that manner, you remove yourself from the conversation. You get up and leave. That's how you teach people how to respect your boundaries. It is about letting people know what is acceptable for you, what is not acceptable, what you need in that situation. You need safety, you need security, you need respect. What are your values? Is this space or place or these relationships in alignment with my values? And what do I believe? And when you are clear on those three things, those three things empower you to set boundaries and follow through with your boundaries. So that's just a little bit about boundaries. Just know that setting boundaries is such an empowering act. It it is probably one of the most powerful things that you can learn in your life to keep yourself safe, to keep you balanced, to maintain your well-being. It also allows you to take control of your life and make choices that align with your values. I also realized too, it helps prevent feelings of resentment. Oh, that's a big one. Setting boundaries and following through with boundaries really does help prevent resentment. It also helps you from being overwhelmed because you've clearly defined for people what is acceptable to you. And also remember that setting boundaries is not about building walls or shutting people out. That's not what it's about. It's about creating a healthy framework for interactions, for relationships, and most importantly, your personal well-being. And it's crucial. It's a crucial skill for maintaining healthy connections with others while prioritizing your own needs. So 
Think of boundaries when you're visualized. I love, I'm a visual person, so I like to see images. So think of boundaries like guardrails, like the guardrails of your well-being. They're guiding you on the road of life and recognizing and communicating your needs is the first step in establishing these guardrails. And when you understand what you require physically, emotionally, and for your mental health, it makes it easier for you to prioritize creating boundaries as a part of your self-care. So in closing, just to recap, the three things that will help you to set boundaries is understanding your needs, your values, and your beliefs. And by acknowledging those things and communicating those effectively to other people, it will help you to create a framework that fosters healthier relationships, maintains your own personal integrity, and helps you to express your individuality and it allows you to show up as your most authentic self. So let me know how y'all are doing out there with these strategies as we're building our self-worth, we're understanding our identity with the goal of ultimately continuing to just uncover our most authentic self. I'm so excited to continue to get the feedback from everyone and look forward to the next episode. Definitely want to tune in because there's more, y'all, there's more coming, more experts, more knowledge, more wisdom that is going to just help you to really build those muscles and being your most authentic self. So thank you for joining me for this episode and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to A New Life Story. If you found this episode helpful, please share it or leave a review so that others can gain the tools they need to learn, heal, and grow. If you'd like to dig deeper and unpack your story one-on-one, click the link in the episode description to book a free session with me. Discovering your authentic self is a process, but just stay curious and we'll work through it together. Join me again next week as we continue to write a new life story.